Hello and welcome to this commemorative episode of the Gap Year Diaries podcast for Jairo Mora Sandoval or Gyro, referenced in episode three. Here we remember and celebrate Gyro, a member of staff we worked with at the Sea Turtle Conservation Project we volunteered at on Gundoka Beach along Costa Rica's Caribbean coast who was tragically murdered in 2013. In this episode, we will talk about Jairo and who he was, as well as some of our memories of him. We'll then briefly touch on what happened to him before exploring the issue of egg poaching in Costa Rica and ways in which we as tourists can do our bit to help. Uh, Just some trigger warnings before we start. Um, We will be touching on violence, murder, death and also on animal cruelty. Jairo Mora Sandoval was a Costa Rican conservationist and research assistant. Um, he was born in 1987 in Limon, which is the province in which Gandoka was situated. And he grew up in Gandoka itself, um, which was where we spent our time at the volunteering project. Jairo mm. um, was involved in volunteer work from a young age. Um, and he first encountered sea turtles at the age of eight when he and his school class took part in the release of young turtles um, on the beach. He regularly volunteered with Widecast, which is an organisation that coordinates turtle egg protection efforts across Central America um, and was the organisation that ran the project we were volunteering at. Mm. Um, in 2011, it's estimated that Widecast protected about 3% of turtle egg nests in the whole of Costa Rica. And in 2012, that increased to 30%. Wow. So they, their work was really, really important and really valuable. Mm. We've referred to Jairo many times in this podcast. Um, he guided many of the night patrols that both of us took part in. Um, and worked with us on hatchery building and maintenance and was just generally with us most of the time we were there. Um, we used to spend a lot of time with him just around the station as well. And Emily, you had the pleasure of working more closely with him on your night patrols in the way that the shifts were, you know, rotated and put together. Yeah, I I often ended up on a um, patrol guided by Gyro. So yeah, I did kind of form um a bond with him in you know in the very short time I was there uh I obviously I'm not claiming to be one of Jairo's closest friends but he's someone that I really really vividly remember um all these years later Mm. Mm. he had had a kind of a quiet he had a sort of silent resilience about him yeah I think um it it was hard for us obviously to communicate because because Jairo didn't speak much English at all and obviously mm. our Spanish was not very good either so I think it was it it wasn't so much of a um a spoken <laughs> bond that we had yeah. but um I really you know I, I like you can't help but kind of feel close to someone when you spend time with them like that and he was just so incredibly patient um I think mm. that's such a good word to describe how he was certainly in my experience of him anyway he was incredibly patient and incredibly dedicated to what he was doing mm. His, his incredible knowledge as well surrounding turtles and he just I have a memory of him walking around without any flip-flops at any time <laughs> and I, yeah. and uh, it's been referenced in other episodes you know these leaf cutter ants that would come up and we would make sure we'd have our shoes on but for him he just he was so in touch with nature he just mm. kind of knew how it worked knew how it moved and wasn't he was just part of it which I really found quite amazing 
Yeah, he he was a he was a um obviously a local had lived there his whole life, so it was mm. really cool to spend time with him because he obviously knew the beach at the back of his hand and knew yeah. um, the area, and he was so connected to the whole community. Like everyone loved Shiro. Um, he was just friends with everyone, mm. and yeah, he like uh, he commanded respect, and he just would he walk did. in, and yeah, you would just did. fall silent for for him to respect. Yeah, yeah, he he um he was actually leading the first patrol I ever I, I ever did the first patrol I did um when we got there I think it was that evening just after we'd arrived and obviously we'd had that crazy journey to reach the um conservation station and yeah I was put on patrol and gyro was leading it and he was just so kind and gentle with me and was just really yeah just taking Mm. me through everything I needed to know um and I think I obviously told the story in the episode of when I was holding the the turtle egg sack and um because of my terrible upper body weakness it was becoming more and more heavy and I was just really worried that gyro would be um annoyed with me but he was just so patient and just really like did his best to kind of just encourage me and as best Mm. he could um and we did tr- like we we tried to have our little um spanish conversations i tried really hard with my spanish gcse and we did manage to like you know chat as best we could on our patrols <laughs> but often it there was just a lot of time where we were both sort of walking next to each other on the beach um in the you know in the dark which was obviously quite a um evocative uh environment to be in and yeah he he was just such a calming calming presence and just a really like lovely dedicated person who just really really cared about these turtles and just wanted to do all he could to help them uh, help their populations grow basically yeah he was a good soul and we were so lucky to have him Mm. yeah and i'm sure every single volunteer he worked with would say the same yeah they really would so i'm going to be speaking now about what had happened to gyro On the 30th of May 2013, Jairo was murdered by a group of egg poachers whilst out on patrol with four volunteers. He was only 26 years of age. Widecast, the organisation that ran the project we volunteered at, suspended the project in Gandoka after Jairo's murder. His trial started a year later in 2014, but the suspects were acquitted in 2015 due to irregularities during the investigation. Emily, I will say at this point, this is when um, I remember back in 2013, we were together having a nice day out in Brighton and you had sat me down to say this had happened and how did you feel when you read the story when yeah I mean obviously it's really shocking um really shocking because when we were at the project obviously we were told about uh, egg poachers and Mm. how they were a um they were a presence um there were certain sort of security measures that were in place for us um Mm -hmm. and obviously also the members of staff uh that we was should adhere to if we had any inkling that there were egg poachers around and i remember we were also told that there were local police officers that would you know uh, mm. in their cars drive up and down the beach um and we were given well we weren't given personally but every patrol had a, a walkie-talkie so we could contact the police officers if we did see anything and get sort of like backup 
Mm-hmm. Um, so it was a very, it was something that we were certainly aware of, but we, ne- we thankfully, and obviously, you know, hugely thankfully, we never, um, experienced it ourselves. Uh, but I guess like it just kind of brought that all very, very much closer to home. And, um, Gyro, I think had been, campaigning and uh, advocating for more police presence on the beaches because I think he in in these later years he was not feeling safe um I I've read this obviously this isn't knowledge that I got from him but I've read Mm -hmm. this since um reading around what happened to him um and he he had made quite a lot of uh public comments on how um there needed to be tighter police presence and tighter security up and down the beaches that uh the sea turtles obviously lay their eggs on um and it i think that that uh could, has been speculated that that could potentially have been why he was targeted um but yeah it it, it was obviously gut-wrenching to read and really you know stopped us in our tracks um yeah. because yeah it it as as i say it just kind of it's 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 horrible to think it happened to someone that we had such incredible memories of and obviously was loved by so many people and such a valuable member member as well of that community such a driver so for yeah. it yeah and he was just at every every single um it's like the know, pinnacle yeah like every every kind of event <laughs> event or every um if we went to like a party or if we went just went mm. like gyro was always there he was just he was just yeah such an important member of the community i think and um, we the could animals sense that. and the people there and the yeah. village yeah um, and such a small from... village he was he was kind of held as he said yeah he was known by all respected by he was all held in really really high regard um so yes just just we thought it might be pertinent to kind of just briefly touch on a few of the reasons why um, egg poaching is um, an issue. It's an issue, of course, in Costa Rica. It's also an issue in um, all countries where turtles lay eggs. Um, And it's especially uh, prevalent in Central America because there's such uh, large egg-laying turtle populations up and down the coast, particularly the Caribbean coast. Um, So turtle eggs are valuable for a few different reasons but I think the main reason that I can glean from my research is that they have alleged aphrodisiac purposes Mm. um there's no actual evidence for this being the case but I think uh they're often sold as such and um I think often restaurants will um serve them uh with this kind of packaging um and they're also I think turtles themselves are often killed and and taken from beaches um because their shells are used to make sort of jewelry and other trinkets Mm. that are then sold to tourists um so obviously the poaching industry has many you know as with anything that's any sort of um illegal activity that is yeah lucrative um, there are numerous different motivations, but from, from everything I've read, it seems like a big motivation, certainly in Costa Rica is, uh, drug for drugs, basically money for drugs. Um, mm-hmm. many poachers are simply opportunistic drug addicts. Um, it's, it's a relatively, it's a problem. It's like a systemic way. problem as, yes, as well, isn't it, is it? A, it is a systemic problem. Um, 
but you know not a not a problem that is unique to costa rica of course like mm. uh you know having like thailand uh, with elephant poaching and elephant yeah. like yeah. ivory and animal trafficking that happens in southeast asia or um kind of it's echoing of the sharks um with, with their shark fins being such a yeah. delicacy in china yeah. um when actually the nutrition the nutrition properties are are nothing um but yeah. these animals suffer at the hands of of culture and of um belief systems that are very difficult to break and to try and change and the best way to do that to go forward is to try and educate um to try and help the world yeah i th i think it's um it's a very difficult one um there's all sorts mm -hmm. of social issues woven yeah. into it of course and social economic issues the yeah. stability of country yeah um, and of and of course costa rica is largely um costa rica is a um progressive country certainly in terms of environmental issues um they're very forward thinking mm -hmm. um however as with many 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 different countries uh drug addiction is always a problem which is often born out of um socioeconomic issues i mean it's a problem in the uk it's a problem in the us it's a problem in most countries um yeah. and and you know as here people will do uh all manner of things in order to buy and sell Provide. drugs yeah it's important to state that what happened to gyro is rare it was an awful tragedy and we wanted to acknowledge it as Gyro played such an important role in our time in Costa Rica, but we would never want it to colour anyone else's opinion of Costa Rica as a country or to overshadow the importance of conservation projects. Terrible tragedies happen in every country and tourism is important to Costa Rica's national economy. And in our experience and certainly the experience of every other traveller we met there, it felt a very safe country to travel through so on the point of terrible tragedies happen in every country that is very prevalent um as emily was saying beforehand these these systematic problems are seen in western countries um as well as in other parts of the world and other continents um and Emily and I feel very strongly about this. We do not want to um, say that something tragic happened and therefore do not go to that country because that is reductive and that is definitely not where we would stand. But um, we just want to sh show that these these issues are are widespread in different kind of levels of concentration. But that should never mean that you shouldn't go to sh you shouldn't travel to that place as long as you have researched the area and you have found ways to keep safe and you understand your research project and your um, conservation project. Um, then nine times out of ten, you should be safe in that environment. And as um, as I stated, it is a very rare situation. What, has, what had happened um, and since then Costa Rica has put in more infrastructure to protect these charities even more so and actually what was interesting and what is what happened with Gyro actually raised the profile of these charities and through that they were able to generate more income more profit to be able to put back into the charities so as travelers some things we can do to help tackle the issue of egg poaching and support sea turtle conservation is donate to wildcast and if you do visit any countries where sea turtles are present try to avoid buying any products or food that have been made from using sea turtle shell or body parts 
Um, yeah, and and if you see any um, any reference to turtle eggs on any kind of menu in a restaurant, it's best to just not eat in that restaurant at all. Mm. Um, and hopefully that that message will start to filter through that the the eggs and the turtle products are not as lucrative as um, as the, as they're thought to be. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you do want to read more about the issues surrounding turtle egg poaching. Um, we will put some useful links in the episode description that sh- that will be able to provide some more context for you and some further reading. Um, and we just think that that's the best thing we can do to honour Gyro's memory. Mm-hmm. So in light of what has happened to Gyro and in a wider sense, other members of our communities, um, global communities that have been affected by these issues, Emily and I would like to hold a 30 second silence to respect and commemorate the memories of those that have lost their lives to these difficult situations. Thank you very much, listeners, for joining us in that um, 30 second silence. Um, Emily, thank you. Um, Listeners, thank you very much for listening to today's short commemorative episode. Um, Emily, is there anything you would like to say? Uh, No, just thank you for listening. Yeah.